I do not think that I've had a chance to meet all of you. And by that, I mean, I know that I haven't. There are some of you who might have looked familiar from the back, but weren't familiar as much from the front because you're siblings to people who are here. Others of you, we just haven't had a chance to meet yet. I'm Brock. And I'm glad we are finally here together. This right here is important stuff. This right here is all of the work that Julie put together for the services <laughs> that didn't happen at all. Even tonight, I was trying to follow along in the service. I'm like, I don't actually know when I get up. What service are we in? Is this the Good, fr- the good Friday? <laughs> that is what it feels like. Is this the Christmas Eve service schedule? Is this the the Christmas morning schedule? I even knew that it was supposed to be the Christmas Eve schedule, but I couldn't figure out where we were, so I was checking the Christmas morning schedule. I was all over the place. Finally, they sang the last song, and I was like, I know where we are. Now I know where we are. All of that, not pointless, pointless. I had a plan. Julie had a plan. We knew what was going to happen. We had a four o'clock service figured out. We had a six o'clock service figured out. We were incredibly excited about these two services, lots of fun elements. But not only that, we were going to come back Sunday morning, this morning, and we were going to have an incredibly informal, fun time together. And one of my sons was going to wear onesie pajamas (laughs) to church on Sunday morning. I was so excited. (sighs) I did make it up here last night, if you saw on Facebook. I may have forgotten Allison's present here, and so I had to drive up in the snowstorm to get her present, only to find out she already knew what it was because I bought it on Amazon, and so she had seen it. (laughs) Oh, why do I even try? It just all fails. Oh. But God, right? But God knew we weren't going to get together last night. But God knew we weren't going to get together this morning. But God had a perfect plan to put all of us here in this moment at this time for purpose. What is that purpose? I don't exactly know. I know sort of the broad stroke outlines of what his purpose for us is because I know the broad stroke outlines of what his purpose is for all of us in general all the time. But we sit here unsure of the whys many times. I'm sure in in the story of the nativity, the story of the birth of Jesus, there were many times where Mary and Joseph had to look at each other and say, why is this happening this way? Like they they knew that Jesus was God's son. They, They were familiar with this, right? They knew what was going on, but then nothing seemed to work right. Yes. And then they had to travel to Bethlehem. And then their, their son was born. And then he's going to live this whole life. And he's going he's to come to an end that they don't expect. And we realize that Joseph likely wasn't around, but Mary was. And he came to an end that they didn't expect to happen. He came for a reason they didn't expect. So we've been going through this But God series. We had four weeks where we were talking about humanity being in this plight, but God did something to fix it, right? And last night, we were going to look at God raised Jesus from the dead. 
but God raised Jesus from the dead. And this morning, we were going to look at the passage that says it's Galatians 4.4, and it says this. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son. Literally, maybe for the but God purposes, we could retranslate it this way. But God, at just the right time, sent his son. When was the right time? You ever spent any time thinking about that? Jesus came at a particular time, and according to this passage, it was just the right time. Not an, uh, an okay time, not an I guess this will work time, but it was at just the right time. When, when time had reached its maximum, its fullness, waiting for Jesus, he came. When was that? Not in calendar days, right? Because most likely, Jesus was born around March 10th, 3 BC, which breaks all of our calendar stuff, right? AD means Addo Domini in the year of our Lord, marked from the birth of Jesus, but not quite from the birth of Jesus, a convenient time around the birth of Jesus. December 25th, if you ever take my Christmas quiz, December 25th came about as the time of Christmas celebration around late 4th century. Why? Because it was convenient. Not because of anything particular, but it was convenient to the Christians. So what makes this just the right time? At least part of it is that nobody was watching. Now, doesn't that seem weird? So, so God sent Jesus at just the right time, and just the right time in this sense was when nobody was watching for Jesus to come. At a place where they knew the Messiah was going to come, and they still weren't watching for it. Nobody was paying attention to it, and that, according to God, was the right time to send his son. But God, at the fullness of time, when it was just right, sent his son, what? To be born? Yeah. To be born of a virgin. Why? Because sin goes along the line of men. Because men are the ones that God holds responsible for sin in general. Particular sins that you commit or I commit or somebody else commits, they are responsible for those sins. But for sin as a general rule, it passes man to son to son to son and children and children and children. So he sent Jesus to be born a baby to a virgin so that there was no male component to the birth of Christ where the line of sin would follow. So yeah, that's true. That's absolutely true. But why did he send him? Galatians 4.4. 4. But God, when the fullness of time had come, sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under law, to redeem. That's the purpose, right? It's a purpose statement in this sentence. God, at just the right time, sent his son to be born of a woman to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons. Because we're son, sons, we're made free. Because we're free, we're made heirs with Jesus. But he came to redeem us. Which is a crazy concept. 
Because we didn't even know we needed to be redeemed. We don't even necessarily know what it means to redeem something. Uh, Most of us redeem something when we take something to a cashier and we redeem a coupon for some discount. To redeem something means that somebody else is paying what you owed so that you don't have to, right? That when you give that coupon to the cashier, somebody else in theory is paying that 25% that you're not. I don't know if it exactly works that way. In fact, I know it doesn't exactly work that way, but that's the concept. But in this case, you and I owed a debt, a debt we couldn't pay, a debt that was our sins before God, which required our death. You and I, each one of us, owed a debt of death to God because we willfully intentionally and by nature were sinful, which means we broke his character. That sin is nothing more and nothing less than the violating of God's character. Anything that God is, and we do something that's different, it doesn't matter how different, but different than his character would say is a sin and violates his character. And in violating his character, we deserve death for it. And all of us do that. Honestly, all of us did that today. And we deserve death for the sins that we've committed. But God, at the fullness of time, at just the right time, sent his son to be born of a virgin so that he could redeem us, pay to God what was owed to God, which was our death. That's why he came to die. Do you get that? He came to die because he came to redeem us. Because we couldn't pay that debt. And he didn't just die. Okay, Jesus was born of a virgin, which is miraculous, right? That's why Joseph had a hard time believing it at first. It's miraculous. It's a one time in the history of the world event. Jesus was born of a virgin, lived a perfect life, then came to where he went through his ministry and his public ministry where people saw him, he was ridiculed and hated. He was loved and admired. He found fame. He found infamy. He found all of these things because he kept doing the same thing, which was to tell people that they needed a savior, not a king, not an earthly king, which is what they wanted him to be. They needed a savior, to redeem them from their sins so that they could have actual life. See, Jesus came to win a battle that we didn't even know needed to be fought. We thought that that we needed somebody to come to do this thing, but, but in order for us to have this thing, freedom in life, he needed to win a battle that went beneath all of that and destroyed death at its root. And so he did. So he came and he fixed the actual problem. I had a, I had a, a bum ankle at one point because I sprained it playing basketball and then wore a brace and sprained it again playing basketball. And finally, a year later, I tried to wakeboard and I couldn't. And, and I've been able to wakeboard, but I couldn't handle the pain trying to wakeboard. And if you've ever been in wakeboard bindings, you're not really supposed to come out of them 
So trying to pull my foot out of this binding that didn't want my foot to come out, you actually use soap on your skin to slide in, and then the soap wears off when you're in the water, so you're stuck. To get out was terribly painful. Finally, we went and had an MRI and found out that one of the bones was dead. Now, I could have taken ibuprofen till I was blue in the face, and it would not have fixed my problem. I maybe would have been able to ignore it for a short time, but I never would have had the problem fixed because that wasn't going to fix the problem. So the doctor had to drill a hole through the bone in my ankle and scrape out all the dead bone. And that doesn't sound fun. But that was what needed to happen to fix the problem. Jesus had to come and redeem us by paying the debt that we couldn't pay. But he didn't just die, right? But God raised him from the dead. So, so here's what we have. But we were in a place where we were dead, we were paying a debt, and we were in need, and God sent his son. But not only that, God sent his son to not die, but to live again so that we wouldn't only have our sins paid, we would be given life in him. Which is why then it says that we were redeemed. And to be redeemed, we then become adopted. And as adopted, we become heirs with Jesus to the life that he guarantees. The life that he's owed. He gives freely to us. And that's the main purpose of Christmas. The purpose of Christmas as much as family is nice, is not your family. As much as gifts are nice, is not your gifts. As much as time off of work is nice, it's not to get time off of work. It's to celebrate the death and resurrection of Christ, which started when he was born as a baby. That's the meaning of Christmas. That's the purpose of Christmas. And you and I now have an incredible opportunity, whether we've known Christ for 75 years as our Savior or whether we haven't even been alive for that long, whether we haven't even had a chance to know Christ or we don't know him at all, we have an opportunity to have a step in that direction of trusting him and knowing him to give us life and then once we've trusted him and know him and he gives us life, then we take steps along that path of trusting him more, knowing him more, experiencing more of his life poured onto us so that we can follow him, emulate him, copy him more and more and more. And sometimes we're going to have a whole stack of papers in our hand that is our plan for how our life is going to go and God is going to say, hey, watch this. Just throw them all away. Why? Because I have a better plan than you did. And in our pride, let's be honest, I don't like throwing away 35 pieces of paper that show how much work went into preparing things that will never again be used right? It's not like this is just normal weekends where it's like, oh, let's just do it next weekend. If we were to show up next weekend and be like, hey, it's Christmas, <laughs> y'all go, Brock, even you're smarter than that, <laughs> right? Sometimes that's the way it's going to go. Is that a problem? We might feel like it. Is it really a problem? No, because I have a plan, but God has a better one. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the opportunity that we have to be here to celebrate your death and resurrection. We pray, Father, that you would be honored and glorified in 
in our singing to you and in our loving you and in knowing you. And Lord, whether our faith has never been put in you or whether we've been a follower and a believer in in you for a long time, we ask, Father, that you would use your spirit to continue to change us and make us know you. We, Father, are people who plan and try and we will always come short. And we ask that you would use your son to glorify your name through our small lives here in Marquette or wherever we live. We love you and we thank you for loving us, for redeeming us, for coming back to life to make us heirs with you. And it's in your name we pray. Amen.